0: Once in a blue moon is not gonna kill you.
1: It's literally murdering me right now.
0: Because <sighs> you can't see me live, that's why.
1: No, it's just it's so much easier to edit. I could care less if I see you live or not. You
0: know what? You have an you have an extra day to edit, so.
1: You didn't pick up on me saying I don't care if I see you live. Eh?
0: I know. I chose to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 19 of the Battle of Ontario podcast. I am your host, David Chalebre, as always alongside my co-host,
0: Alicia Scodeler.
1: and uh, we thank you very much for joining us. We are almost done. We are almost done the NHL regular season, a crazy NHL regular, regular season, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are moving on to the playoffs, but before we get to the playoffs, the, the NHL still has about a week left. Most of the playoff uh, matchups are set, if not the playoff teams themselves. So there is a bit of uh, work to do in terms of setting all the playoffs up and seeing who's going to play where and who's home, who's away, so on and so forth. So um, there was a lot happening this past week in the NHL since we spoke, since we last spoke. Um, The first being um, Connor McDavid scoring 100 points in 53 games is quite the feat. Now that's history. And it's just under two two points a game. I mean, that's to to say that that's history like you said, Lish, is a bit of an understatement because I think because he's doing so much at such an a- at, at such a- it's a young age, you got to say it's a young age, but at the same time mm-hmm. he's got so much room to grow. He's on a team that is Let's face it; they're mediocre. They're not uh, a very, um, uh, they're not a huge contender at all. But with him on the team, I mean, anything's possible to have McDavid there. Yeah. So so,
0: congrats on his one hundredth point. Uh-huh. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, got
0: four four points last game. That's four unreal. Points. Yeah,
1: we had ninety six points, and you know the media was all, uh, "Can he? You know, can he get a hundred in the last three four games?" Yeah, and, you know, it was believable. But I mean. You didn't really think he was getting a four in that Saturday night game but he ended up getting it and yeah um very happy for him good good for Mcdavid um, and you just hope he plays with a better team I mean outside of dry side he really has no no one to play with so <laughs> I agree yeah um, let's the, let's
0: jump into the New York situation oh, yeah. because we thought that drama was done and over oh, with no, until we wasn't. saw that statement mm-hmm then them getting fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, the firing of the president, the firing of the GM. For once, though, mm-hmm. I feel like it's this year's no drama in Ottawa. Like it's on the American teams: Buffalo, New York, like yep.
1: Philly. It's crazy, all those, Philly, all those, all those teams. Columbus. Yep.
0: So New York, to me, I think their whole operations in, is in shambles. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 an interesting situation now. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the incident itself with Tom Wilson, Panarin, Buchnevich, Buchnevich, uh last week. Um, Panarin obviously done for the season, even though there was a few games left. But, I, I mean, the thing that really struck me, and this was before the fines went down and the firing went down, was... Uh, Coach Quinn of the uh, of the uh, uh, New York Rangers had spoken, uh, was very outspoken about the situation, didn't like it at all, and then both GM Jeff Gorton and uh, New York Rangers president John Davidson didn't want to associate them. They came out and said they didn't want to associate with those comments, which makes you question... Whose side are they on? I mean, this, that
0: that was ridiculous.
1: It, it's it's very confusing, in in hockey, your such your a team, team game,
0: comes out with a statement yeah. like that, and you said, "Oh, we weren't part of it." Yeah, like, what I do you think was going to expect to happen to you guys after that statement?
1: Yeah, I don't understand that, and and ah, uh, they I, said I, it was, that was garbage. They said the 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 firings were lack of were were performance related, yeah, lack, lack of, of production. I I yeah it it may have a little bit to do with it but the fact of the matter is all you did the John Davidson and, and uh Jeff Gorton all you did was you you were you acted like that you know that snobby kid in class who tells on everyone so he could look good for the teacher the teacher being the NHL you know so trying to look better than everyone you know trying to show that oh I didn't I wasn't I didn't want to do this yeah. knowing that they would <laughs> get fired, right They
0: didn't want to be associated with it and you know what that's you guys bull. got canned. That's bull. It, it was. You said it perfectly. It was bull. Yeah, and completely.
1: You should be standing oh. for your team. You should you should be supporting your team no matter what happens.
0: Even if you really think, though. That statement, you really didn't want them to send it, and you had your own personal thoughts. Fine, but as a team, they collectively came together and they spoke about it, and they want to say, "Hey, NHL, like you guys were horrible. Player safety needs to wake up." George Peros, I don't know what you're thinking. This guy's we'll get to uh, George Peros later. Yeah, so. Ugh. I don't know. I think that was a poor move by the ex GM and president of New York Rangers, but now we see Jury come back in and take Chris over those positions. Former position. Saber,
1: <laughs> former uh, Ranger, former no, he's Ranger. Taking, so, he's taking over GM duties. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it's crazy to see, but um, hopefully New York definitely fine tunes their whole operations. Not I mean, even the team. The team is a good team. Uh, maybe they didn't produce the way that they wanted to this year. Fine. But they are a good team and the future is bright for them. So buckle up. Now do they make a run, possibly of Jack Eichel? Because that's another situation we want to get to. Jack Eichel finally spoke today on Monday. Yes, on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And wow, he actually complimented me for once.
1: (laughs) Okay, relax. One time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Uh, Yeah, he came up with a statement today saying, you know, he didn't have the best season and he was disappointed in the the Sabres uh, management area saying, you know, with his injury, he felt like he was getting no answers, no help. And to me, that's basically saying I want out, trade me.
1: A hundred percent.
0: He's done with Buffalo. I would be, um, too.
1: I mean, you're... It's sad. You're the, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad for the fans, not the franchise. The oh, franchise is blown. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. sad for
0: the fans because, you know, you bring in a guy like Taylor Hall. You have Jake Eichel saw, uh, signed long-term. Mm-hmm. And this shenanigans happens this year, unfortunately, and it is what it is. He wants out. Now, as Buffalo, do we see their uh, GM making a big trade or... Will they be asking a lot? Will will they be um, over asking?
1: I mean, you you can't really you can't really do much in that situation if you're Buffalo. I mean, it's Jack Eichel doesn't want to be there, and you don't want a guy who wants yeah. to be there. You don't want to try to sign a guy even more long term that doesn't want to be there. So I mean, all signs are pointing to him getting out of Buffalo, and
0: potential landing spot New York.
1: Well, I I could see him in New York. I could see uh, it, I, and. Is who's New York? You know who's New York willing to give up for a guy like Jack Eichel? I mean, you, you give and, up a lot. Yep. I mean, you're you're going you're going for gold in the next couple of years if you get a guy like Eichel to play with Panarin and Buchnevich But they have and to Zibine remember Jad and all these big guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the cap space, Dave. They they need to make some serious moves, and
1: Do you we move will a see guy and like, No, like those are the guys. No, you think about, But you, those are the guys you got to think about moving. Why? Why? Because yes. he's an XN and he's your boy. Oh, <laughs> That's why you want him to be in a happy place. You know what,
0: Dave? No. I've always liked Zabin and Jad as a player, but him and Panarin as a duo is unreal. It helps with my fantasy when I both have <laughs> <That's> them. <laughs> but no, regardless of the situation they produce on New York, those that combo is amazing. I don't see them moving Zabin and Jad, Panarin, whatever. They're gonna bring in a. they g they're gonna try to bring in a guy like Jack Eichel, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the off season should be interesting. There's a lot of good UFAs out. Um, but we'll get more into that later. Let's why don't we start now with the Battle of Ontario? Let's do it. Let's do it. you
1: want to start with Ottawa? Let's start with Ottawa. Of course, yeah, because I get let so you mad go that they start all the time.
0: <laughs> so, Ottawa in the past 11 games, uh their record was I believe 8-2-1. and one. Brilliant. So, yeah, they were I think it, they were fourth in the NHL for the last 10 games how how they've been producing. Um I made a comment last week about Stutzla playing on a line with Colin White and Dandanoff. And I good. and I said this to you many times. Mm-hmm. That line was just not working. He was on there for weeks, months. It's just like he wasn't producing as what we thought Stutzla can produce. Yeah. You put him on a line with Pinto and Connor Brown, one of your favorite players on mm-hmm. the Suns, Dave. And that line was killing it. They were producing it. Pinto got his first NHL goal. Congrats to him. Yep, good for him. Connor Brown making serious plays, scoring on that line. Timmy producing. And guess what happens also, Dave? Mm-hmm. A couple nights ago, Tim Stutzla gets his first national career hat trick. Playing on a line Stutzla. with Pinto and Connor Brown. So yep. I wondered if we saw that pivot from him going onto that line with White and Denanoff to this line with Pinto and Connor Brown. Could the, could he have been producing more? Could the Sens maybe made a pl- a playoff run? Who knows?
1: Uh, and like I said... I'm not
0: just saying it's just because of that line. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to see just North and Brady and um, Batherson, not the only guys that are producing. It's good to see other lines. And I'm going to be honest with you, seeing a, a line like Paul, Dandanoff, and White, they were shockingly pretty good too.
1: That's so, crazy. You make that one change and it makes it happen. I mean, because you're putting makes a difference. You're putting a lot of um, you're, you're putting a lot of uh, um, with having Daninov play with White or sorry, Daninov and White playing with Stutzla. You you are putting a little bit of pressure on Stutzla because you, you, he's got to play to the caliber of these guys. Where um, he plays with a guy like Connor Brown, who 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 is even though he's considered somewhat of a veteran on the team, he's still he's still um, he's still in his twenties, so he's not really. Uh, veteran age as of yet but he is one of the I'd argue one of the veterans on the team um, but in a sense that he seems to gel with the young guys a little bit better because he was in a similar position not too long ago so you have pinto, pinto Stutzla and and um, and Connor Brown on the same line I mean that could be a future line for the next two three seasons uh, for I the Ottawa's, for Ottawa's push because you already have uh you already have kachuk Norris and uh and batherson on on that first line and i mean that could be again that's another line that can stay solidified for the next two three and what do you want with with championship teams what do you want with good teams you want chemistry you want to build a system and it's what we've been saying all year about this ottawa team was you have to let the young guys play to to discover themselves and you, you were so Frustrated in the beginning of the year, and I I could feel that frustration because I would mm-hmm. be the same way. I mean, well, I
0: couldn't understand the lineup combinations and who yeah. he was putting out instead of people like let's say on the taxi squad, right? So yeah,
1: and and you got it, and you got to give those young guys a chance, and they're getting their chance, and they're getting their licks. You know, they're getting their uh, licks in, and what they have to do uh, at this, and at the same time, there's no pressure, so it's perfect because right, uh, even though I've and I said it at the beginning, they had a good chance. It really did. Outside of that, what was it, that start of the season, they had 9-10 games. Terrible start. Losing streak. And, that,
0: and that's also with the goaltending issues we were having But as that's well, the so. other thing
1: too. The goaltending yeah. doesn't help. Um, and, you know, I, I was on – and in and, and bringing up Twitter again, um, I noticed uh, a few people really raving about Ottawa, and, and rightfully so. And um, I had one – I saw one comment that mentioned how um, – a lot of people are, are sleeping on the Sens right now. Um, I don't think people are sleeping on the Sens. It's just known that right now they're a team that isn't performing because of where they're at. And that's not to say people are sleeping on them. I think people are looking over their shoulder very cautiously at a team like Ottawa because of the youthful movement they have because that's what right. works in today's NHL. You build your system and you, and you build from the ground up. You, you started with guys like Shabbat and you got started with guys like Kachuk and uh, you're starting, you know, you got guys like Norris too and Batherson. and now slowly it's coming together. You got... He had a good draft pick Pinto. Uh,
0: Sanderson's yeah. going to be making his way shortly. We saw a guy like JBD finally come back into the lineup, and he's been great. We have young Victor Mete, who's only 22 years old, that basically coming to the Ottawa Senators, I feel like built his confidence Absolutely. to another and, level well, instead playing with of playing guy, in Montreal. You,
1: playing with a guy like Shea Weber, I mean, a future Hall of Famer, you, you can't argue But here's argue my that.
0: thing about that, yeah. what, with playing with Weber. I don't feel like... Him being pushed already on a line with Weber was helpful, useful. I, think I, I feel
1: on the ice that was a
0: wrong. I feel like that was a wrong move for Montreal. But you know what? Thank you. We mm-hmm. got Victor Mete mm-hmm. off waivers. We didn't have to trade anybody or send a prospect, whatever. But
1: I think that I, him playing I with I really Weber see... was more was more of a yeah, um Was more of a, uh, a veteran. Helping a rookie, uh, maybe on the ice they they don't really they didn't really gel because they don't have similar hockey styles. Maybe that's what it was, but I, I agree with you. On the ice wasn't the best fit, but I think yeah, it I'm was more. Young. I think it was more of a introduction to the league. And um, I mean, if you ask Mete, if if, if if he might even he might say, yeah, he helped me internally in the room, day to day operations. Yeah. And maybe he might agree with us and say on the ice, I don't know, he wasn't as, as helpful. And that's not a shot at Weber. It's just, you've you got to understand that sometimes players don't really gel with uh, right. other players. So, I mean, he's part of the future. Bottom line, I, I have for Ottawa. Well, we'll
0: see if they sign him.
1: Well, I mean, he should be He's
0: part of the a UF, He's a UF, I think so. I think they give him maybe yeah. one, two-year extension at most. Because he's been playing exceptionally well so we'll see what happens but i do get this question a lot always dms or someone tweeting me alicia do you see the Sens making the playoffs next year Mm. and i say i'm not i don't think so
1: okay for a couple for cautious
0: i'm not just being cautious i'm thinking how about if we do go back To our regular divisions where we have the Tampa, the Boston, you know, still facing the Maple Leafs. Uh, Florida is looking crazy good right now. They're they're facing Tampa first round of the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. that's nuts to Florida teams. But, um, maybe not next year. I'm thinking the following year. I feel like there, there's still so much to learn as a young group. I mean, half of them are in their early twenties, if not teens, uh, they still got to learn playing in the NHL is different. We've always said it. it's obviously different from the OHL, college, AHL, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do see the senators making a, a run very shortly if they keep up this basically the game that they're playing and consistently playing hard every night. So I know, less last...
1: not to cut you off, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, that I know was you're, rude. I know you're so passionate <laughs> about the sense. I, I think. I think as we keep talking about the sends, you can hear it in your voice. You're getting excited about the team. I am, and that's so true. You say that because I,
0: in the beginning, I was frustrated. I was
1: furious.
0: I was, I was pissed. (laughs) I, I didn't understand what DJ was doing.
1: DJ still doesn't understand what he's doing. I do. I still
0: question DJ. Yeah, I do. It's whatever i i'm not saying i know everything i don't i'm not a coach even though mm-hmm. i have coached in the past mm-hmm. not an nhl level but
1: okay Louis. Um, yes I'm pleading her case for <laughs> first nhl female coach let's go
0: but i don't know we'll see what happens in the off season um obviously i want to talk about one more thing because Please i do. feel like a lot of teams use this excuse Uh-oh. ottawa played on a back-to-back last uh last night so they faced winnipeg, winnipeg sorry they played a great game against them they won we went to Calgary after that game. Um, Calgary, basically, is, they're hungry every night because they're trying to make that final push-off uh, race against Montreal and Winnipeg. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. But they came out hungry. We looked flat. We looked like our legs were dead from the night before. That's and part of fly. the learning
1: process, too, right? Right. The young guys.
0: But I said... I I said to all everybody on Twitter and wherever, and I said we can't use that as an excuse. It's just not an excuse because you played the night before. You're flying, uh, from Manitoba to Alberta. You can't. That's At the end of the day, you, you gotta play it. hockey, and I know it's hard as a team. It's hard mm-hmm. playing back to back. Yeah, you're maybe you're not gonna play as well as you did the night before, but um, yeah, we you can't use that as an excuse. I know Brady came out with um, with an interview after post game. And he said, yeah, we can't do this. This this was unacceptable. It's unacceptable to our fans. And just because we played on a back-to-back, there was no excuse for it. And that is a leader right there. Brady Kachuk, mark my words, will be the next captain of the Ottawa Senators with an, an extension uh, coming this summer.
1: It's almost a given with Brady. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, he's...
0: He's so passionate, too, about the game. He's passionate. Like, Ottawa
1: Ottawa's always had that blue-collar style of hockey. They, they weren't always the flashiest Tampa-type team um, yeah. outside of guys like spets alverson and you can argue Heatley as well as Carlson on the back end uh, through their uh, history that they have. But, um, I mean, Kachuk fits the mold. And with these young guys, for a young guy to be a leader wearing the C, I mean, I, I see it. And um, it, it's a good thing for Ottawa. And, you know, you, again, I mentioned the, the tone in your voice, the excitement. I know a lot of Sens Nation feels the same way. The, yeah. the frustration does come into play um, because you know that they can be better because they have the talent. And that that's the one thing that that I would caution Sens Nation to um, just be – I know you've been patient, but be a little more patient by letting – now that DJ is putting more trust and, in these players, in his young players, to let them develop even more. Let them uh, find their way as players, as well as a team. That team chemistry is building. They're going, they're going to be a fast, skilled team once they figure it out. Yeah. And it's, again, I'm not just saying this. I'm not trying to bring up the Leafs, but they have a very simil- <laughs> similar uh, upbringing to the Maple Leafs in the sense that they have these young guys, this young talent that they're building from the ground up. When, when we had Matthews, and Nylander and Marner for those first two three years, the team was not doing so well, and they had that one year where they they finished next to last, and then they had those years where they surprisingly made the playoffs and gave Washington Capital the Washington Capitals a run for their money, and that is where I'm I wanted to go there because that's what I can see Ottawa doing next year. Yeah. I can see that. I agree with you. You say you don't. You you say that you're being cautious, and you, you don't think they'll make the playoffs, which is fair because there's a good chance they won't. But there's also a good chance that they can. Maybe the last be- wild card, right? Exactly, and and simply based on simply based on the, the history that they that the yeah. league has of these young fast teams really catching a lot of the teams that are on the down uh, uh, from catching them off guard from from really taking Ottawa for granted, and that's why I could see them. So the way Toronto made the playoffs and played Washington to a very tough series where they had the lead at one point uh, and eventually lost in six games, I mean, Ottawa could do a very similar thing with if the divisions go back together, which they probably will, with a team like Tampa, with a team like Florida, where if they finish first in the division and then uh, 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 Ottawa somehow squeaks in and plays one of the top teams in that division, then there's no reason why... The Sens can, can yeah. do what they have to do. Um,
0: we'll see what happens. I mean, let's just say the second half of the season, totally different team. Yeah. Um,
1: and I'll just end it do. with that. Yeah.
0: Sens Nation, stay patient. I'll even bite my tongue because, you know, I was losing my patience before. Exactly. <laughs> but the future is bright in Ottawa. And okay, I, let's wait, talk about wait, the shitty Leafs. No, oh?
1: don't bring up my Leafs. <laughs> I'll bring up my Leafs. I have one more thing to say about Ottawa okay and my go whole ahead thing with Ottawa and I want to say this to Sens Nation who are listening cuz we have a lot of loyal Sens listeners again as a Leafs fan and I know a lot of you real Sens fans appreciate this real Leafs fan who doesn't have these stupid uh unrealistic complaints and expectations for his team and he, you know thinks that his team is is the end all be all of everything and everyone should focus on I don't believe in that right you focus on the better team that's that's uh, performing at the highest level in terms of NHL teams. Having said that, that, as a diehard Maple Leaf fan, and have been for a while, I have to admit that we are looking over our shoulders at the Ottawa Senators. Case in point, case in point this year. And we're not scared, okay? We're being cautious, and we're being aware of a team like Ottawa because in the next couple of years, they're going to start to they're going to start to make teams sweat a little bit with the way they play and their style of play. Look what happened this year with Ottawa and Toronto. I mean, outside of one or two games, it was always a close game. Yeah. And that's the style of play that Ottawa wants to play at in terms of their physicality with their skill. And you mark my words, as long as the Senators are able to build around their young core and finally satisfy or deal with the goaltending issue, they're going to be a reasonable threat, not only in the possibly Atlantic Division, whatever that division becomes, but the Easter Conference itself and the entire league very shortly. So,
0: yeah, future bright. Nations, the we'll see what bright. happens. You
1: know, you know that th- that they're only getting better, and the rest of the league is starting to get, to take notice as well. With that, now we oh. can talk about my beloved Maple Leafs and what they okay, have been okay. going through. Um, they, they, they've they made the playoffs, obviously. I mean, that's a big, yeah, that's a clinched, big thing for them. Yeah, they clinched. Number one division. They clinched the division last week. Uh, since we last spoke, they went 2-0 and against Montreal. Um, Montreal's kind of ugh, on the fence, and it looks like the Leafs are going to play the Montreal Canadiens for the first time in over 40 years um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is very exciting not only for the Leafs, uh, but the NHL as a whole, you can argue that Montreal is not too excited to play the Leafs because the Leafs have played Montreal very well.
0: Can I, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go back to I Ottawa since you always, since you always go back to Toronto. Sure. I was thinking the other night, I said, if the Sens were playing like this this whole year or the 56 games that they had, yeah. do we see them basically take Montreal's spot?
1: Oh, Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, if if I they, think there if was a did, chance,
0: well, because Montreal, I don't know what it is right now with them. It just doesn't look good. I know they have a lot of guys out of the lineup right now. Fair enough, but you get let a guy like Primo hang out to dry against that first game you guys had against the uh, Montreal. Toronto dominated. They embarrassed the Montreal Canadiens. Embarrassed, and I felt bad for that goalie because those goals weren't his fault. Maybe a weak one here and there. But Montreal looked flat, flat. We should uh, probably talk about maybe the Freddie Anderson situation, him getting some ga- games down with the Marlies and looking basically flat uh, and being he pulled. Does not
1: look good. well. That's well. I but mean, then we'll... he kind
0: of turned it around. So actually, I'll take that back. He kind of turned it around, but he got pulled real fast after those two. Well, Freddie, soft uh,
1: I have to say, Freddie, um, Freddie has to win back his number one position. Uh, right now it's Campbell campbell's it's campbell 's crease i mean he's he hasn 't stolen games that uh, you can argue, but uh the team has played better defensively in front of yeah. him yeah and um he, he and i 'll go back to what you just said though yeah. dave yeah
0: they they feel more confident playing with Jake Campbell and that when you have same thing when what was happening in Ottawa, you had Murray come in the beginning of the season, they played horrible. And your yeah. guy had a guy like Joey Decord come in before he got hurt. They're playing exceptionally yeah. well. So it, it, what you just said was perfectly uh, well said, well stated, that the confidence that when J- Jake Campbell's in net is, it's huge for the Leafs and it brings them it's to a Jack. better game.
1: It's Jack Campbell. What I call him? Jake. Because you're confusing with Jake Allen. Cause we oh,
0: about yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's okay. Your head's still with the will I'll forgive yeah. you. Um, okay. It's But well with, uh, with Jack Campbell, you're right. I mean, the, the team is more confident playing in front of him. They yeah. want to win for him. Not that they don't want to win for Freddie, but I mean, um, you know, Jack's one of those players. He's such a team guy. Uh, you have every player really pulling for him. And it, it goes to that, that chemistry that's being built in that dressing room um, with that internal competition. And look at a guy like Engvall. He, he was obviously slated as the odd man out when the playoffs finally get started. But he scored in a couple of goals in the last two three games, so I think he scored he's three,
0: three, three goals in the last three games. So it's so huge for him.
1: And he's competing to stay in the lineup. So you know you can't fault guys like um, Engval and Brooks and Galchenyuk. You know they're trying to stay in the lineup because they want to play in the playoffs. And those are guys. <laughs> those are guys that are. I'm gonna talk about making, in a second. Because
0: I remember we had a guest on his name is Michael Greco,
1: oh, yeah, Mike. months
0: ago. And oh, he yeah. said, Oh, Galchenyuk is such a beauty on this team. Wait, what? Uh, he is
1: what? No, you don't he's it?
0: no, what's your problem with him? I've okay, we've stated this in the past, put him on a line. With maybe Enval and Mikheyev. Well, I don't know. I'm just making up a line.
1: Well, I mean, no, that's, see, a that's position. the position. I don't think the... he
0: produces. You put him on the line with John Tavares mm. and friggin' Leander. huh you're gonna do well. So but I, uh, I when...
1: understand your point. I understand your point with Gachniak. He's, he's not producing
0: that much. Sorry, uh, that, no, he's not. He, he's, a,
1: he's not for a second be a player. standout. Sorry, he's not. No, but and I understand that. But at the same time, if you actually watch. A leaf game. I I do. How hard it is for you to turn on the blue and white, and I know you do. But sick of
0: Sportsnet. When you see,
1: (laughs) when you see Galchenyuk on the ice, he doesn't stop. He is really a workhorse, and that's something that the Leafs need. Whether he's playing on the second, third, or fourth line, he works, and uh, he works to get what he has to get done. And he's always hustling. He's always mucking it up in the corners in front of the net he's he's turning that pay, that corner from being that skill guy that he was sought, sought off to be when he got drafted by montreal into more of that work hard you know work for your work for your success in in the nhl in on the third fourth um in, in this case the second line but uh you see when guys like hyman come back and felino come back he's making a case to stay in that bottom six role to really help uh, the grip aspect that is needed in the playoffs, so you can't argue with that about Galchenyuk. But I, I, I do agree with the point aspect with him because um, there has been times where he could have produced. Uh, He's a not lot a game changer for does. me.
0: He's just not. And I'll just leave it well, at that.
1: You got him for nothing. He's not supposed to be. What do you a mean you got him cheaper?
0: for nothing? You got him for you guys nothing. Tri- I know you guys made a trade, but you could have picked him off of waivers. You didn't have oh, to give whatever. up nothing for him. It doesn't were, matter.
1: But it doesn't matter. Who cares? It hasn't, we didn't think he was going to pan out the way he was, and and obviously he's panned out a lot better. <sighs> See,
0: you know what? This it's okay. Whatever. I'm not going to get into I it. I don't
1: get the argument here. It's 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 peanuts for the Leafs. It's a win-win because I
0: understand that. But going to my point, I don't think he's a game changer, Dave.
1: But no one's expecting. He's him He's not to be a game because
0: game when Hyman comes out, who, we already said who comes out when Hyman comes in.
1: Well, but that's the point I'm trying to make. Felino and Hyman come back into the lineup, right? Obviously, Hyman slots into that one or two spot. You, obvi- you, you would think Felino would go in the one spot, but I can even see Felino going into the two spot with Nylander and Tavares and leaving Hyman with the boys that he's used to in, in Marner and Matthews. And then Galchenyuk would have to either drop to three or four, or you leave Brooks in. Or Engvall making the case. Personally, I don't think Engvall sees the, play- sees the ice during the playoffs with all these guys back, but you never know. Who and, knows? And, but I'm just saying, Galchenyuk's working hard because he knows between him, Brooks, and Engvall, they're all working hard. They know that they have to make their case to make the line.
0: Qu- question for you. We're going to look at more of a playoff picture for Toronto because obviously they're in and they clinched. Yes, yes. What do you expect? How to- Okay, wait, let me rephrase that. Okay. How do you Take see t- Toronto? Be careful what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was like, let me retract that statement. Yes. How do you see Toronto playing Montreal if that is the matchup? How do you Most see likely. them play?
1: Um, it, it's it'll be it'll be very 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 surprising if they don't beat them. Obviously, I mean, if they don't win the series, uh, Montreal is 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 limping into the playoffs to say the least. Um, they they don't have price. And that would Gallagher's be, on
0: his way back, which Gallagher is good Gallagher is got on his grit. way back,
1: which is good for them. But, but the carry price thing is the one uh, factor that we're make, that was making peop, uh, Leaf fans sweat a little bit because they know how well Price can play and how he can steal games. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. So uh, the confidence. Hold no, on. No, I'll,
0: I'll disagree, but go the ahead. Confi-
1: he's out indefinitely with a concussion. So do you think I understand if if back? he does
0: no, no no I'm saying if he does come back I told you this many times playoff hockey is different than regular season but that's and the point that I'm goes
1: to make with, with Carey Price he can so maybe he
0: does come back and then friggin lights it up for them and both Jake Allen and Carey Price are playing well so yeah. every night maybe they are rotating I don't see it happening but it is a possibility well if
1: Carey Price comes back he's playing. All of the games. I mean, you don't you don't pull a guy like Carey Price to go back and forth, to Allen. Unless Carey Price is not a hundred percent, which in case they they wouldn't bring him back. I okay, see, prediction though. Prediction. I, I see the Leafs. I can see the Leafs winning in five.
0: In five. That's what I was gonna ask you. In five. Yeah, wow. Yeah. In five. I can five. see them
1: winning in five, uh, six. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm. I was I, gonna
0: say maybe six. I, have, yeah, I was but I mean six.
1: Six might be more realistic. Who knows? But Caulfield think... might
0: score OT
1: <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just think with with everything going well for the Leafs and everything kind of not going well for Montreal, I I just think that I wouldn't be surprised if if it was if it was five games, and I wouldn't be that surprised if it was a sweep. Now I'm not gonna say a sweep. Ooh. Okay. But, but it would be wow. nice for the Leafs to see, you know, to see a sweep of Montreal would be great as a Leaf fan. But yeah. realistically, you're right. Five, six games, but maybe five because of the situation. Fair enough. What's going on with them. So um, we'll see what happens with the Leafs. There's a lot of questions that remain unanswered. Um, we will talk about the playoffs. We will have a playoff prediction, uh, playoff preview episode uh, next week for you guys um, when we break down our playoff um, predictions of each team um unfortunately for leafs for sorry unfortunately for lish <laughs> and and Sens nation we won't have a lot to say about ottawa but we are still a hockey podcast we want to uh we want to discuss what's going on with the rest of the nhl maybe
0: i don't want to discuss it but you're Dave. gonna have to your professionalism
1: <laughs> is is unmatched because you will you will speak to the about the rest of the nhl even though your team's not in <laughs> it unfortunately <laughs> but they will be very very soon no, that the brings NHL. us. Yeah. Excuse me. I, Sorry. This is my that's part your, to introduce. That's your thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> speaking of, we do have a new Chooch of the Week, Dave.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: one is very interesting. We went back and forth about it. and wow. I'm going to hand it off to you to introduce now, the Chooch of the Week.
1: I'm going to introduce the Chooch of the Week. Um, We had discussed that we were going to make our Chooch of the Week. Two of the gentlemen that we've already spoken about. But listen, I'm going to pull a fast one on you. And I'm going to switch gears for a chooch of the week.
0: Excuse me. Go yeah, ahead.
1: And you're going to have to deal with it and just live with it. Okay. Our chooch of the week for this week is none other than Director of Player Safety, Mr. George Perils.
0: Whoa. You might get fined. Be careful. Oh, whatever. Find me.
1: find me. <laughs> I don't even have any money. So whatever. You're not Mr. Get Gary
0: any. Bettman. What a, he's another. You know why? He should have been chooch nah, coming out with you, a statement see, like
1: that. Bettman's too easy of a chooch of the week? Yeah. because he's a chooch every day. You for know, me, he's a so. chooch every day. George Peros. So
0: why, Ger- why George Peros? George
1: Peros, uh, uh, Director of Player Safety for the NHL. Now, your duty uh, to the public is to um, enforce the fines and suspensions uh, when players are not performing very safely out there on the ice in the NHL. It is your job to set an example as a Director of Player Safety when something happens that causes injury or can cause injury, and a player is reckless on the ice. It's your job to punish accordingly and discipline discipline accordingly to not only send the message to the rest of the league, to let that player though know that that behavior won't be tolerated at all. And we've seen it time and time again throughout this season. A lot of questionable decisions in terms of suspensions and fines. Case in point, that one Connor McDavid hit where he hit him high and only got a suspension. Yeah. That's a McKinnon. very dangerous hit. McKinnon throwing his helmet at a guy. That's a very dangerous thing. What if that player that McDavid hit was out for the rest of the season? What if that player that, uh, that McKinnon threw the helmet at was out for the rest of the season? And, and you, I, to base your suspensions on whether the player gets hurt or not, I think is ridiculous because what happens the next time? All you're doing is saying well, it's yeah. a slap on the wrist. A $5,000 fine? is nothing to NHL yeah, players, yeah. let alone the star NHL players who are making top dollar in the league.
0: Now, I'm going to bring up a point. Um, that game that we saw Washington-New York face off after mm-hmm. that whole shenanigans the other night, mm-hmm. first, first what? Two seconds of the game, line brawl, fighting. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then other fights were happening. And then yep. that one player in New York that... Cross checked uh, Mantha in the mouth. What was his name? He's the one that got it initially was Bus- hurt. That yes. did it did
1: who was, who was involved in the, in the whole Tom And Wilson guess
0: what thing. happened to him? Suspended.
1: But he got suspended. And that's what I don't understand. This so is now, why you're exactly church, George Perils. It's because you. You hurt a
0: guy. Tom Wilson hurts a guy like Panarin. Yeah. And yet, the other guy just cross checked Mantha in the mouth, which was wrong. Get suspended? So you I mean, you look you like look a hypocrite man.
1: Yeah, and no, and I would and I would agree for the Buchnevich suspension for one game because it was yeah. it, it was a dirty it was. play. You can't be getting a stick up into a guy's face. It's ridiculous. At the same time, we all know what Tom Wilson did. We all know how he how he um how he caused a lot of danger for these players by being reckless as reckless as he was. And George Perils didn't set an example here he just basically by just finding him five thousand dollars is basically saying that that stuff is okay you can get away with that
0: and this wasn't just the first time george perils has been put into a situation like this so in my opinion dave you naming george perils chooch of the week i'm with you on that uh the nhl they really gotta look at nhl player safety from top to bottom because the inconsistency (laughs) Is terrible.
1: Just be more consistent. Yeah. Be more consistent then you're, with it. I agree. You're going to have gonna teams. Get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Players are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to be pissed. They're going to be putting out statements. They don't even care if they get fined at this point.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter.
0: It does not look good on George Peros and the NHL player safety. And Gary Bettman saying, backing him up, saying, oh, we don't appreciate those comments. Last time I checked, we should have freedom of speech, what we want to say, what we put out there. As a team as New York, I respect what they did especially like for that.
1: the especially for the fact that it wasn't there wasn't a gray area there wasn't no. anything that you could discuss and
0: everyone was talking about
1: it and you so can, to them and to he, get
0: fined was to me it looked silly it was stupid
1: it was dumb and and the bottom line is he ragged all the bunch of players a guy's face was in the ice and you kept punching it you know, you go back and you look at, I'm I'm going to go all the way back, you go back to the Todd Bertuzzi situation when he Oof, sucker punched Steve Moore yeah. in the back of the head and almost ended his life, definitely ended his career. That was a black eye on the NHL, always has been and always will be. And that's that the kind of thing added. they want to get, they want to stay away from. And, you know, not that the Tom Wilson thing was anywhere close to as bad as that Todd Bertuzzi situation, but... It's similar in the fact that he's hitting a defensive player on the ice while the defensive defenseless player is still trying to to basically protect himself. And you're punching him in the face, and you're a tough guy, and you're a repeat offender. So I don't know what George Perils is thinking that that that's okay. Yeah, and he's he's a I'm former silly. he's a former tough guy who's obviously Ivy League educated. Okay, so that's another thing that people might not know about George Perils. He is he's, a, an educated, fighter, yeah. he's an educated individual, and and for you to make these 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 questionable decisions in terms of safety, it's not like it's a it's calling a goal back or something the way refs do. This is someone's livelihood here, someone's life. Right. And you're not and you're not taking a, a responsibility as your director of player safety to make sure that these goons aren't running over the ice. And I know we're trying not to get into it too much, but the NHL has changed their way of playing. And a lot of the old-timers, you know, a lot of the old-time fans don't even watch NHL anymore because there's not that rough-and-tumble play. They call it boring because it's all about skill and technique. For me, I still enjoy it. But the bottom line is the NHL wanted to get rid of that uh, stain of that aggression. It's not
0: going. It it, it will stay. and
1: And I agree, it's going to stay. But on a business end, you're running a business. You want to make sure that um, you follow your your um, your system of yeah, all skill. Let's protect our players. But then something like this happens, and you don't protect your your star players. Panera's exactly. A star player. So what where are the
0: enforcers at?
1: So you're you're we again, missed you're that part critical. of that game. You're, you're so don't complain then. Exactly. So, but
0: okay, we'll end it off there. George Carrolls, you're a chooch. Wake up. Come on. Or man. you know what? I won't be surprised if we do see it in the summertime, off season, that he does step down from all the criticism he's been getting. I don't see it, but maybe. I don't know.
1: Do you have someone in mind that might take his place? Just off the top of your head? Kevin out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding. That Kevin was a funny BXO. statement. Yeah, there I don't God. know. I like him on. Actually, no, I hate sports Sportsnet, so I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, but honestly, yeah. this, we'll end it off here, Dave. Um, yep. This was a, a great episode. Um, yep. Obviously, the Leafs and Sens do face each other one last time on yeah, Wednesday. So b- it should Battle be fun. Ontario. Hopefully, it's yep. an entertaining one. Um, mm-hmm. And as always, Dave, follow us on social media. Yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, at Battle of on Pod on Twitter, at Battle of Ontario on Instagram um i just want to update everyone on something this is only season one of the podcast me and dave decided to keep going with this we love what we do and uh season two there's going to be a lot more stuff coming your way with more guests and prizes and a whole sort of thing so stay tuned for that we'll
1: definitely and, be a lot more interactive with uh,
0: yeah we're with gonna be ha- we're gonna be on our youtube channel and this is our so, first year
1: guys Give yeah us a first
0: year yeah they Come keep on. asking when are you guys going on camera um uh, once we figure that out
1: <laughs> we'll figure. Well, well our plan is for next season to go on on camera have yeah. a youtube channel with it um and to have that you know you know you see these podcasts with the multiple cameras set up we want to do that we want to do we'll that have
0: that we we have our connections already for that so yeah. don't worry <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in i hope everyone is staying safe and as always go sends go.
1: Go, go Baby, Play on